Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Okay, here we are. And there you are. Flyers, I don't know why I find that funny. Flyers have beaten the Blue Jackets 5-3 late in the third. Penguins up 3-2 on the Rangers. The Hurricanes lead the Devils 4-1 in the last minute of the game. The Maple Leafs do indeed knock off the Lightning. 4-1 is the final. Nylander gets his 19th. Matthews gets his 17th. Jets all over the Senators. It is 5-1 with four and a half minutes left in the second period. Kyle Connor has scored twice. He now has 15 on the season. Blues at Seattle later. Ducks at Kings later. Flames at Sharks later. Tomorrow, 6 o'clock face-off show game at 7.30 right here on 6. 30 Chad Oilers at the Dallas Stars. Okay, so Dave Campbell's the producer of Inside Sports, a great colleague, one of the kindest gentlemen I have ever had the pleasure of knowing in my life. And Dave said to me, Reed, what would you like for Christmas? And be honest, don't hold back, shoot for the moon. Don't think, oh, that's unattainable, unachievable. What do you want for Christmas? And I said, I want Blake Dermott on Inside Sports this week. And Dave has delivered. Hello, Blake. <laughs> Hello, Reed. How you doing? Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing well. It is, it is great to have you on the show because I love our our chats. We do it more often during the Canadian Football League season. But I I, I did want to have you on this week. First of all, how are you surviving the uh, the cold weather? Oh, it, 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 this is horrific. It doesn't matter who you are. This is cold. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, I'm actually at my daughter's for supper tonight, and uh, I had to park down the block. I was afraid I wasn't going to make it. I, you know, if, they, if I didn't come back, they were supposed to send a dog sled out after me. <laughs> I'm getting older. My, my skin's getting thinner. My blood's getting thinner. It's, it's cold. This is, uh, I mean, thank God it's a short-lived thing, and it's going to be uh, better come the weekend but uh, yeah this is rough um this is why people this way people go south a lot at this time of year so if you were playing would have you still gone short sleeves on a day like this <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure i told you that story before but i i, I did that uh, the last uh, i think it might have been the first and last time and it was about minus 20 i weren't short sleeves and uh um playing the saskatchewan rough riders and the defensive lineman that I was playing against spent the whole first half just slapping me on the arms. And uh, and I'm not kidding you. I, I bumped into him uh, about six, seven years ago out in BC uh, Place. And uh, and I said, I don't know if you remember this. He said, oh, yeah, I remember it. <laughs> so I, he, just, he just said, he said to me before the game, like he walked up the line of scrimmage, he said, how are your arms, hero? And then literally spent the whole first half slapping me on the arms. <laughs> And then at halftime, I came out with with a long sleeve shirt and a couple of them, and and he looked at me and goes, "How are the arms now, hero?" <laughs> I said, "They're a lot better." And I never went short sleeve, uh, armless after or, or shirtless after that ever. Uh, well, that is a great story. I, I vaguely remember it, so never be afraid about telling a story you think you've told before, because I probably don't remember. <laughs> but that's <laughs> but that's that's what I love about. You know, all sports, but I think football has a lot of them, all those little games within the, like, that's amazing. Like, he would just think, I don't I don't know if you want to identify him or if I'll remember, but he would just think, 
Like, I'm not even going to try to get a sack in the first half. I'm just going to pound this guy so in the second half he can't do anything. Like, that's amazing. Well, it was, I think it was uh, 1985, um, and I had been playing center and had to move to tackle because of an injury to Hector. And uh, the, the uh, Saskatchewan had won, like, four games all year. It was the last game of the season. They weren't making the playoffs. And uh, and I cannot remember. He was a Canadian defensive lineman, played in the league about 10 years. But as soon as I hang up, I'll remember. But... Uh, um, but he was uh, even played at UBC, uh, sorry, played at Simon Fraser. I know all these things about him, but I can't remember his name. And yeah, you know, it's the game really meant nothing to them by that time. They they uh, they just he was just there to inflict a little bit of punishment, <laughs> and he and he got his point across. Yeah, well, that, and I've I've learned a lot as uh, I mean, as you know, I I like talking to the to the men and women who played the game because there's so much you don't notice, like you know, Rob's told me things like oh no like if you're pushing a guy push him there here's how you get away with a holding penalty right and all these little things yeah. all these little tactics that I, I as as a spectator and someone who never played at a high level i'd never think of and then you realize like geez they're just doing dirty things to each other all the time oh yeah yeah <laughs> i mean <laughs> there's an awful lot of that uh, and uh you know uh, um but you're getting paid to uh, that's that's your job to to win and and every little little battle that you got to be involved in and and sometimes sometimes you have to resort to nefarious means to to win. <laughs> Just sometimes, not all the time, kids. Not Just, all the time, no. That's the lesson from Uncle Blake. You don't have to be dirty all the time. Just sometimes. Uh, from dirtiness, is it flat out stupidity by your New England Patriots? Um, it's another reason I wanted to have you on. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's well, let's, let's, let's just, you know, um, and this is something that I, I picked up uh, when Chris Jones showed up uh, in his first uh, trip through Edmonton. And uh, at the end of every practice, uh, Dave, Dave and I were talking about this today. At the end of every practice, they practiced this type of play where, Last play of the game, you got to score. You throw the ball, you lateral, you run around until it uh, really either hits the ground or, or it gets tackled. I mean, that's just what you do. That's what every team does. Every every team practices this, and uh, so obviously this was probably something that they said, "Okay, we're running the play." You know, they they ran the draw. Uh, there was an opportunity for uh, uh, Ramondre Stevenson. He got about 20 yards uh, on, on a draw play, and then decided, okay, well, I, I'm going to try to get this lateral thing going, and, and out it went, and eventually came to Jacoby Myers, and uh, there's a player making just a horrific decision, and, uh, you know, and, and the thing is, is that, you know, when you read about this, it was a tie game, so worst case scenario, it goes into overtime. Um, it's going to go into overtime, and you have an opportunity to, to, to win the game then, but but uh, you know all these other ones, these the, these famous ones where last play laterals and everything else basically happened in games where the team was losing, and they have to take those kind of chances. They didn't have to take this chance uh, in the game. Uh, J- Jacoby Myers throwing the ball all the way back uh, to uh, to Mac Jones and and uh, and it being picked off uh, you know by Chandler Jones and it, it was just it, I, I remember I was watching the game. I just went, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> when he threw the ball, and Chandler Jones jumped up, and I went, "Oh no!" And then, and then, literally about two seconds later, uh, you know, or maybe it wasn't that, maybe it was a second. Mac Jones comes up, and and just a, he made a quarterback attempt at tackling, and uh, got straight armed, and then the announcer went, "Oh no!" 
I just thought, I don't know if uh, uh, Jacoby Myers will ever play another down for the back or for the Patriots. So, um, but yeah, that's that. It was just something that if you've, uh, uh, you know, I had a friend, a guy I played with Pierre Versvel, used to say this all the time, and he'd say, "Well, it's uh, Tuesday at seven o'clock, and I thought I'd seen it all, but now I have." You know, so <laughs> it was at that point in the game where I went, "Okay, now I've seen it all." So. Because uh, I'd never seen anything like that before. Yeah, that is, and, and, and as you know, I, I think the word unbelievable is overused in pro sports. I, I yeah. try to limit how and when I use it. I, I mean, if a if a player puts a shot under a, the crossbar in the NHL and the announcer says unbelievable, I'll say, no, it's not unbelievable. It's a really good shot. There's probably three yeah. of them in the league like that tonight. Like, let's, but that play, I always think if, if I was describing the play to somebody who hadn't seen the game and hadn't read about it, you know, who was busy all day, and then I described them the play, they would assume I was joking, right? Yeah. They, 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 like, if I, if I hadn't seen you, all day Sunday, and then we got together for dinner, and you hadn't been watching the games. And I'll say, okay, the Patriots were tied, and they ran from midfield to the 30 and tried two laterals, and the second one got intercepted. And like you'd say, okay, what actually happened? Like you'd think <laughs> I was joking around. Yeah. Well, because it, you know, I mean, I guess there's always this, there's a first for everything. And uh, <laughs> That's right. I think that. that <laughs> Yeah, it's certainly the first time that anybody has ever seen that kind of thing happen. Now, maybe it's happened before, but obviously not at the pro level. But that was uh, just something that you would never expect. And it went from taking the Patriots into a 60% chance, roughly making the playoffs down to somewhere around 20%. Yeah. So, you know, that that's, uh, you know, a season killer right there. And, and, and it, it doesn't come down. It shouldn't come down to one play, but but it did. And uh, um, and they, that, I think that game shouldn't have been as close as it was. I think that they should have. They should have probably uh, uh, had a, a decent lead, but but it didn't work out that way. At the end of the day, they they lose, and uh, you know that could cost them their season. Uh, also, it's, uh, the Saturday game the uh, Vikings and the Colts and the, the Oilers were playing during that game, but I was, I was trying to keep an eye on it. Greatest comeback in NFL history. Yeah. Um, now, I guess it's a really good team against a team not having a very good season, but still, like 33 points. Yeah. It was 30 nothing at one point, 36 to 3, right? And and I watched, like, I, I watched the, the first half, every minute of the first half, and then I turned it away when it was, I think, uh, they were two touchdowns away like I, I don't know there was maybe four minutes it was in the fourth quarter and I thought now it's it's over and I know that the announcers were talking about um, how uh, they the, the Colts had just been conservative and they had nothing going in the offense and uh, and and but to be to be Ryan the quarterback who has been on on two records uh, the the worst comeback in in Super Bowl history when he was uh, quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons against Patriots, and then the the biggest comeback in regular season history. Talk about a guy with uh, with some bad luck, <laughs> and 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 the quarterback is going to get that moniker, of course, because they they always do. But he didn't allow anybody to score any points. It wasn't him missing tackles. It wasn't him, you know. It wasn't even him calling plays. But but he's gonna that's going to go down in 
in his own little uh, record book as uh, being the quarterback of, the, uh, of two different teams that gave up the worst comebacks in in, in NFL history. Yeah, that's, that's a that's a great point. Yeah, I hadn't really thought of that, uh, Ryan. And you're right. I mean. Sure, I know in that Super Bowl they're criticized not running the ball enough and some of the play calling and everything. But I mean, that, even that's not his decision, right? He's running yeah. the play that's called. Yeah, but yeah, that's uh, yeah, and, and this guy's had a really good career. I mean, obviously you take your team to the Super Bowl and they were they were blowing the Patriots out in that game, and he played just like the Colts were doing in this game. They they looked like a team that was. Uh, did, was not the, the did not have the record that they had and the, you know the the uh, uh, I felt I felt bad for them I mean the Colts are four and nine at that and but they were playing a team that needed one win to clinch their division and uh, and Cousins looked like uh, I, I mean that that in the first half that Vikings team looked like the the roles were reversed they they just didn't play very well and and then just to see the Colts uh, implode that way and well and the Vikings start to play well. Um, and I felt bad because it was uh, because it was Ryan and quarterback and having to go through that twice. <laughs> That's a tough thing to take. Uh, you watching any hockey before I let you go? How are you feeling oh. about the team? Well, I uh, I felt really good about the team until uh, a couple of day, couple of games ago. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought no. I, I mean, uh, they, they've had a, a a lot of injuries, and um, you know they they had a really nice stretch where they they were beating good teams, top teams, and. Uh, and then they just seem to be in this little bit of a roller coaster uh, mode recently. Uh, uh, overtime, couple overtime uh, ties, and the, uh, they haven't won in what uh, three games? Uh, yep. I think. And uh, they've, but they've got two ties in, in overtime, so they've at least they've gotten some points out of them. But uh, but I think that uh, they, they have such uh, flashes of brilliance and and playing with a lot of their top six out. Uh, I think that that's that's been you know I, I guess if they they've maintained or managed to have little mini streaks. They've done pretty well considering the amount of injuries that they've had. Blake, this Christmas present was certainly worth it, and I hope you have a great Christmas week with uh, with your family. Uh, we'll bug you during the NFL playoffs because I'm sure there's going to be something wild to talk about along the way there, man. Really appreciate it. Well, Reed, thanks for, thank you very much, and, uh, and I missed your voice, and uh, I look forward to talking to you again. Thanks. Right, right on. That is Blake Dermott, of course, our Elks in-game analyst here on 630 Chat, uh, former member of the Double E, and uh, love having him on the show for his perspective on football and whatever else, cold weather, a little bit of hockey. Blake is a Patriots fan, so he's uh, seen a lot of highs over the last 25 years, but definitely a low on Saturday and how they lost that game to the Raiders. Okay, uh, got a couple minutes to hear from you before we go. 780-496-0063. It's Inside Sports on Chet. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader. 630 Chet. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Oilers and Stars tomorrow after practice in Dallas today. Head coach Jay Woodcroft commented on what he liked in last night's overtime loss to the Predators. As the game wore on, we were able to transition the puck pretty well, uh, get the puck moving north. Uh, you know, we're trying to find ways to speed our game up. And, um, you know, when we're moving pucks up quick, allows us to get on, on top of other teams. And I thought we did that as the game wore on yesterday. And, you know, um, after review of that game, I, I thought there were some good things that we did. We had the chance to win the game. Um, in the end, we got one point on the road, and we're going to bring that with us into our game tomorrow against Dallas. All right, a little bit there from Jay Woodcroft. Oilers and Stars on 630 Chet tomorrow night. 780-496-0063. Kellen, what do we have? 
Uh, got a few more text messages to end off the night for you here, Reed, as we take a look and see. You're lost again. Well, where, are, where are you going? <laughs> Quit wandering around. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm much like uh, maybe some of our listeners tonight and that stuff, trying to navigate through the, uh, the murky streets. You're like a confused reindeer. <laughs> Kellen's a good reindeer name. It would fit right into the song. <laughs> would I go right after Rudolph? or what? You'd replace Blitz. And maybe I don't know. <laughs> the Otwell Euler texts in and says, oh. "Say hi to Blake, one of the top five of all time, uh, Bonnie Dune Lancers of all time." <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> How are things in Otwell? Yeah. Wonderful community, or so yeah. I've heard. It's hey, not that, an, not that far from the station, really. The curling club is fun. That's all I'm going to say. It's <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I've had some fun times out there. It's a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, and we got uh, one from an unknown texter, and he says he thinks Drysaddle is the problem on seven winning goals for the opposite team this season. Refuses to play defense. Uh, he would trade Drysaddle for two Philip Denol type players, five on five goal scoring, uh, and the rest of it's all kind of murky after that. But yeah, there we go. There's the text. Okay, uh, I would I would not trade Leon Dreisaitl personally. Mm-hmm. There we go, and we got another uh, unknown text coming in, but this is from uh, the, well, he opens it up and says, kind of an oddball question, but I have always been a huge fan of Andy Moog, and wondering why he is never mentioned for the Hall of Fame, despite all the talk about Curtis Joseph deser- deserving the Hall and no Stanley Cups, while Moog has free cups and was a starting goalie most of it of his career your thoughts uh for the oilers hall of fame i'm assuming uh, i mean he's not on the level of a hockey hall of fame goaltender uh i think andy mo could be a candidate for the oilers hall of fame i mean he would be one of the top goaltenders in team history uh fewer was here longer and was better though yes moog was the goalie I think, what, didn't Fjord get hurt in 84 and Moog played the last game or two? But generally, Fjord was the number one uh, and Moog was the number two. And then obviously Moog was in, in Boston by the time they met in the Stanley Cup final in 1988. But I, I suppose, yes, in terms of franchise history, you, you could make an argument for, for Andy Moog. To me, he would be behind other guys. I mean, we had Charlie Huddy on a face-off show uh, about a week and a half ago, I think. Or was it, the, it might have been the end. Uh, actually, maybe it wasn't that long. I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, I think Charlie Huddy's a, a top candidate. I, I think John Muckler should be put in the Oilers Hall of Fame. It's a fun debate. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, fair comment. I mean, yeah, Curtis Joseph is kind of uh, romanticized because of a couple playoff series victories, but ultimately, yeah, didn't win a Stanley Cup and wasn't here for as long. That's uh, that's an interesting one. Andy Moe could be a possibility down the road. All right. Mm-hmm. We're all caught up. We are all uh, we are all caught up. Well, and I have to go because my show is over. So here's what we're going to do. Stoff has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. He's in Dallas with the Oilers. And then 6 o'clock face-off show game at 7.30 right here on 6.30. Chet, Oilers winless in their last three, 0-1 and 2. They got spanked by Dallas when they played earlier in the season. Dallas, a very good, very dangerous team. We'll see if the Oilers can slow them down. Thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of Inside Sports. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer this evening. My name's Reed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Take care. Thank you.